Health can be complex, confusing, and downright frustrating, but it doesn't have to be. I'm Jeff Butterworth, naturopath and co-founder of Happy Healthy You, a health resource for you to lead your best life. Come and join me and the whole team of health specialists at Happy Healthy You to learn about everything from sleep to stress, hormones to healthy eating. We're here to help you on your personal health journey, to live a vibrant, successful, and most importantly, happy life. Welcome to the Happy Healthy You podcast. My name is Jeff Butterworth, and in this episode, I wanna talk to you about one of the most important factors in life, and it's one of our core pillars in Happy Healthy You, and that's your happiness. And it sounds strange to actually be talking about it because we often don't talk about happiness. But it's probably the most important factor in life to be happy. And we often link our happiness to external things. So to our relationships, to the kind of car that we drive, to the house we live in and the material things that we have. And we're always searching for some degree of happiness externally. But what I want to point out to you and show you today that happiness and how you feel within yourself is very much a physical issue and it's very much linked to your hormones and if your hormones are not balanced it's going to have a big impact on your happiness and when they are imbalanced it's going to be affecting your mood it can affect and cause depression anxiety it can make you feel irritable and angry and it affects both men and women in different ways so i want to talk through that And I also want to discuss a little bit how it impacts on your relationships, how it impacts on your work, and definitely how it impacts on your family and at home, and how it impacts on children too. Because children often don't understand what is happening when you're getting these hormonal changes. And men as well are very ignorant to the fact of what's happening in a woman's body in those mood changes, and vice versa. Women are ignorant to what's happening in the men's body and how it's making them feel. So we really want to get dive right into the physical mechanisms that are happening, give you some tips and on how to start to balance those hormones and then you can start to lead a happy, you can start to feel happy and then all the other things that you do in life are just bonuses to lead a happy and healthy life. So let's get into it. The first area that I'd sort of want to talk about is is for women because you're that's our community that we focus on and it's very well known that hormones affect our mood and it's actually to the point where in the US United States there's situations where women have gotten off murder charges through citing it's related to PMS so it's very well established how hormones can affect your mood. But again, we don't talk about these things because it, it seems to be a taboo subject. So I'm, I'm not sure why, but I think men are too scared to talk about it and women potentially are too embarrassed to talk about it. But it's something that is swept under the carpet and generally with moods and mental health conditions, we don't like to talk about it as a society, but we should. So what's actually happening in the body in women, and you see it most predominantly mood changes and feeling irritable and angry in and around ovulation time, and also at premenstrually, just before when you're getting your cycle. And there's 
different hormones fluctuating and I'll have a talk about in a minute, but they tend to be the most predominant times when you'll experience mood changes and changes in how you're feeling. But there are conditions like premenstrual dysphoric disorder or PMDD for short, where those mood changes stretch right across the cycle and they are like in PMDD to PMS on steroids. It's a it's a much more severe situation and women with PMDD often suffer from severe depression, anxiety, mood changes, anger and irritability right across the cycle and they only really get relief once they get their period where the hormones go flat and then it starts to cycle up again as soon as the hormones start to kick in. So if you do suffer from PMDD, we have a whole range of resources and tools and articles on our website that you can go to and have a look at. That's happyhealthyou.com or .com.au if you're in Australia and New Zealand. So what's actually happening is estrogen is being linked to serotonin receptors. Now, serotonin is one of those feel-good hormones that we have in the body. The other ones, there are dopamine and GABA that primarily make us feel good. But estrogen has a big impact on your serotonin levels. And what happens is in and around ovulation, your estrogen levels rise, and then there's a drop-off. And then as coming into your period, the estrogen levels drop then. So we can't say that high estrogen or low estrogen is the cause of the problem. It's the fluctuations is the problem. And this is why it's really difficult to test for this situation. And we very, very often hear women say, I go to the doctor, I think there's something wrong. They test my hormones and everything says it's perfect. But what they're, they're checking levels, but they're not checking fluctuations. And that's where the mood changes occur. It's when you're getting high levels of certain hormones, generally estrogen, and then you're getting a drop off of those hormones. And that's when these mood changes occur. And that's why PMDD, they're suffering from a lot of mood changes because these, these big ups and downs of their hormone levels, and that then affects the serotonin levels. So it's a really, as you can see, a physical thing that's happening that's making you emotionally feel a certain way. And I think that's really important to understand for both men and women is this is not a mental condition. This is a physical situation that's making you feel a certain way. And it's affecting these feel-good hormones, but also other neurotransmitters that are affected in our body. There's things like uh, your adrenaline and your norepinephrine. There's a whole range of neurotransmitters which impact on the way that we feel. And when there's these fluctuations that are occurring, then this is the biggest thing that's happening for women particularly. Um, whereas men, it's a different story, is women are very cyclic in their hormonal process. And that's because obviously they're set up when it comes to ovulation and fertility. And there's a lot of changes that occur. And we only understand a very small part of that and how it links to our brain neurochemistry. But there's definitely a very strong link. But when it comes to men, men are more flatline in terms of their hormone levels. They don't get these big cyclical changes. There, there are some, but nowhere near the degree of women. And what we find in men is they're less likely to suffer from mood swings and more likely to suffer from uh, a low-grade depression, anxiety, and generally being described by most women as being grumpy. 
And it certainly can occur younger in life. And I, I just want to caveat here, this is not depression that we're talking about here. There are many other causes of depression. I'm talking about more related to hormones. And in men, the hormonal effect of your feeling happy is linked to your testosterone levels. And what happens with men is there's a slow decline primarily in your testosterone levels. And when men tend to hit around about 40 and those testosterone levels drop off, that's when we start to see these more mild depression, anxiety, fatigue, and just this general grumpiness. And it has been termed a condition called andropause, but it's more of a slow and steady progression. And men are generally feeling flat for longer, whereas women are getting these more mood changes that are occurring, periods of anxiety and then feeling flat. Uh, and that when they're getting these mood changes, that's when the irritability and anger come in. So they're, they're very different situations, but they're both linked to hormones. And in men, that testosterone is very much linked to your levels of your feel-good hormones. Uh, but if you're getting either for women, those fluctuations that occur either through your estrogen uh, rising and falling or and as women are going into more perimenopause, we find that as their progesterone levels drop, those estrogen levels become unopposed. So the, the effect of estrogen becomes a lot more pronounced and it can obviously cause all these issues with mood changes. So obviously if someone is feeling anxious, getting these mood changes, mild depression, irritability, it impacts on who you are and it impacts on your level of enthusiasm for life. And if you're feeling that anger, if you're feeling irritable, then that then has a big impact on obviously your relationships. And we see it very often in our group and in our reviews, ladies leaving, that our approach, Happy Hormones, it's been a marriage saver because the, those mood changes that, that women were experiencing, obviously that then affects onto the, the male partner in that relationship. So what we, I just sort of want to talk around here, particularly relating to women, and we'll talk about men in a moment, it's really important to one, to identify that this is happening in you because when you're feeling irritable and anxious and angry, it's a feeling. And whatever the other person in that relationship, whether it be work, your partner in the family, whatever they do, seems a lot worse. So having a certain level of emotional intelligence, so what that means is when you feel an emotion, you can take a step back and rationalize that. So start to think is the way that I'm feeling, is that a direct result of an action of someone else or is it just the way that I'm actually feeling? And another time in the month when I'm not feeling moody and anxious, would I react in that same way? So for women, it's really important that you take a step back and say, am I being affected by my hormones? Am I feeling a certain way because my hormones are making me feel that way? And it's a physical situation rather than an actual situation. And then the second part to that obviously is you don't have to put up with feeling this way. And I'm going to talk about some things that you can do to balance your hormones. But if you're in that situation now where you're getting a lot of mood swings and irritable and anxious, just it's really important to take that step back and think, is, am I feeling in a certain way? Is this a rational way of feeling or is it in a, in a rational way that I'm feeling because of my hormones and what's happening? And 
it's very often when you'll only see that when you when you start to your hormones balance out and you'll think oh maybe i overreacted in that situation so that's a classic sign so very much at work and you can imagine if work is when we tend to get most stressed and if you've got a lot of deadlines or you're working with a large team of people and so forth that can obviously affect your relationships at work and if you're always moody and grumpy then that potentially will stop you from getting promoted it will stop you from potentially managing teams it will it will demotivate you because you're not feeling happy and and motivated within yourself because you're feeling moody and anxious and everything that you're doing you're not gaining any happiness out of that so it can certainly impact on what's happening at work and and at home and you know kids are often in the firing line uh, when it comes to hormones and hormonal imbalances from both men and women you know if the parents are feeling angry the the things that kids do naturally are going to grate on our nervous systems and we're going to react to them and we're going to potentially shout at them and kids are obviously they don't understand what's going on and and they will take a lot of this um let's call it a force or negative force in a in the family environment if you're feeling that way all the time so it's so important for for the emotional health of our children it's so important for your own emotional health and well-being that we actually do something about this and just don't accept that you're feeling this way and suffer in silence it's so important that we take proactive steps to balance our hormones so you can feel happy yourself and you can lead a really happy and productive life but you have to balance those hormones you can't just fight through this because if you feel a certain way you feel a certain way there's no getting around that and you can't put up a facade many people try to put up a facade that I'm happy but if you're not happy you're not happy and hormones are one of the primary lead factors that make us unhappy there are many other of course but today i just wanted to talk more about hormones and identify that because our community of women this is often very much what they're suffering from so me being a man i often get, it's always a little bit difficult for me in our communities talking too much about this because uh the first thing that we we hear back from ladies is you're a man how would you know well i understand these things because i've been treating women for 25 years i've been observing these things within our groups and also because i'm a man and i'm subject to these same changes hormonal changes myself so um i would position myself as a mild expert in this area but because i am a man i also have certain insights into the way men feel and react to their partners and this little section here I'd like to just chat to the men if any of the men are listening and I would encourage the women that are listening to this now is to share this podcast with your partners and men in your life because men really don't know what's going on um the same as women as I mentioned before don't understand what is happening in men's body and I think it's super important that men understand that this is very much a physical situation and have an understanding and a compassion for your partners because if often men just seem to think that oh you know this is not the woman that I married or the the, the woman that I ended into a partnership with and over the years she become a different person but often it's this hormonal imbalance that's happened so what you need to do as a man is is first of all have a certain level of understanding um understand that 
it can be treated and managed and have that open and frank discussion with your partner. Maybe not when she's right in the midst of a, a, a mood swing and change because you left your socks on the lounge or you haven't taken the garbage out. Choose your time to have this discussion with your partner and start to make those proactive steps to balance those hormones and then understand men are very attuned to this. They will understand when a woman is um, starting to change and have mood changes in and around their cycle. Be attuned to that and be compassionate, understanding, and maybe just take that step back. And because there is no winning an argument when someone is feeling that anger and irritability in their, their emotional system is at a heightened state. So my suggestion is um, talk about it, have those open, frank discussions and understand some of the causative factors as well. It's, it's As I said, it's very much a hormonal situation. But is it linked to a contraception, for example? And we see this very often that women that are taking different contraceptions can affect their moods. So maybe that's the decision you need to make as a couple that maybe we look at removing that contraception and looking at more natural options. Is it coming from somewhere else? Is it there's a lot of stress from work that's affecting your partner's hormones? Have a look at all these different causative factors and I'm going to talk about some of them in a minute and how we treat them, but have a look at what may be triggering this hormonal imbalance in your partner and then look at yourself. You know, is something that you also may be suffering from? Do you think that your testosterone levels may have fallen and that you may be feeling uh, a little bit mildly depressed, anxious? You may be getting those mood changes as well and are you generally getting grumpy? And this, are you feeling as happy as you were when you were in your 20s, for example? So have a look at yourself because the, the real recipe for disaster is when a woman is suffering from these hormonal changes and it's affecting a mood and the male at the same time. So that really when the fireworks start and that's when partnerships break down and that's when families go through a lot of um, stress and trauma because of that and often again it's affected by your hormones. So it's something to be aware of and something you need to take proactive steps to treat and manage because you can, because hormones can change quite quickly and that's what I'd love to talk to you about now, um, both for men and women, what you can do to balance your hormones so that you can feel or have the, the best attempt to lead a happy and healthy life. So let's talk about women first of all. And the, the biggest issue, there's two parts to this. Um, the biggest issue that happens with these hormone fluctuations is to do with what we call hormone metabolism. So we're getting these highs and lows primarily of estrogen and that's because the, part of it is naturally happens, but when your body doesn't metabolize, so that what that means is break down and excrete estrogen particularly, it starts to recirculate in your body. And so you're getting elevated levels of estrogen and then the body will try and clear some of the estrogen, but you're getting a two and threefold effect of estrogen particularly. And that happens uh, generally in women when they're in their teenage years, and that's why uh, teenagers can be moody because they're getting these surges of hormones. But we tend to see it more um, 
at around the age of 40, it becomes more pronounced, but it can happen throughout a woman's lifetime at any time. Um, but often post-menopause, women will often feel better if they've been suffering from big hormonal fluctuations and changes. And once their hormone levels plateau out, they generally feel better. Um, but it's, it's a part of life and we need to deal with it. So this hormone metabolism is the first thing we need to improve. And that comes about from your digestion and it comes about from your liver function. And if you can improve both those areas, and I'll talk about it a little bit more, you will excrete those hormones better and you'll be less likely to suffer from these larger fluctuations that occur. The second part to it is then balancing your hormones. So the two go together and what we do is very much a system. So we, we have a product called Happy Greens or Happy Dim in the US which helps to metabolize and excrete those hormones. We also have a product called Happy Hormones which helps the body to balance its hormones itself. So it's not a hormone. And the first thing you'll do if you go to a doctor and they, if you say I'm you know, experiencing hormonal changes, they'll put you onto some form of, of either contraception or even worse, they'll put you onto an antidepressant. So when both of those factors are very much Band-Aid um, options, uh, you know, you're only going to lead to further problems down the line and in, if you've got a problem with hormone metabolism being put onto the pill for example is, is only going to make matters worse and we find that very much with pmdd for example so it's a two-pronged approach it's it's improving your hormone metabolism and it's balancing those hormones and then you'll see big big changes in in mood and the number four improvement that we see from uh, when taking happy hormones alone is stopping mood changes. And if you get into our groups, you'll see there's a poll at the top of the group. It's the number four symptom that we see improved in women um, when they start taking happy hormones is they start to feel more balanced and they're getting less of these mood changes. So, but to do that with the hormone metabolism, we really need to focus on your digestion and your liver function. So the digestion, there's two parts to that is one is your microbiome and your healthy level of microbes in your digestive system. So we have a product called Happy Greens and Happy Turmeric, which is loaded with live bacteria, but you can also get that from fermented foods. You can get it from taking probiotic capsules as well. Um, but we wanna build those healthy microbes in our digestive system because some of those microbes are designed to break down estrogen particularly. So we really need that, but they also produce serotonin. Remember I was talking about that feel-good hormone earlier. 90% of your feel-good hormone serotonin and dopamine is produced in your digestive system. So having a good balance of those healthy bacteria is really, really important for your emotional health and helping to break down and excrete those hormones. And that's that link, that cycle. Um, and you know, often now with a lot of the research that's going into the microbiome, they're talking about treating depression and different mental conditions by improving the digestive tract. But the link is, it, it, one, it helps to produce serotonin in the gut, but also it helps to break down those hormones, which is another big piece of the puzzle. And you, can, you need to really treat it as a system if you wanna get good long-term results. So microbiome is, is one part to it. The other part is making sure that your bowels are regular. 
And the way that we do that is through having healthy bacteria and microbes in our digestive system, but it's also eating the right kinds of food. And we really do need to feed our digestive system. And when I say feed, I mean we're feeding those healthy microbes. And what they want to eat is plant-based fiber. And one of the biggest deficiencies today is not necessarily nutrient, but it's fiber. They're saying we're not getting enough fiber because our diets are so highly processed and what these beneficial microbes like to eat is plant-based fiber. So all these fibers you're getting in carrots and leafy greens uh, and brown rice, is these are the things that these healthy probiotics like to eat. So you need to make sure you're getting a lot of that fiber. And we know when you're having lots of plant-based fiber, and then that's when we become more regular. And when you're more regular, your body's going to excrete those excessive hormones. Your body's going to develop those healthy microbes to break down those hormones. So it's really, really important thing that we get that digestion working well. And the other part to that is making sure that our liver is working well too. We have another product for that called Happy Liver. And it also contains some digestive enzymes which can improve your digestion as well if you're getting any sort of bloating after meals and those digestive enzymes play a really important role in that digestion. So the combination of happy greens and happy liver are really important, or happy dim if you're in the US, to help to break down those hormones in the system and build a healthy digestive tract. But of course, you've got to support that with the right foods and putting the right foods in there. And a lot of that is based in and around those natural plant-based fibers. Then the... The second part I mentioned is obviously balancing those hormones. Hormones will get disrupted through poor diet and lifestyle. There are genetic elements as well. Stress is a very big factor. I'll talk about that in a minute that can disrupt your hormones. But diet and lifestyle is one of the primary factors of why hormones become imbalanced in the first place. So improving your diet and lifestyle is really, really important for so many things for our health, obviously, but very important for our hormonal balance. But often that's not enough. And that imbalance can remain, remain even though you're eating and doing all the right things. And that's where something like happy hormones can act as a catalyst to speed up that balancing process. And the way it works is it works to regulate your hormone control center. So in itself, it does nothing. But what it does is stimulate the body to balance itself. When you combine that with those other hormone metabolism aspects, that's when you've got a system that really makes a huge difference when it comes to mood changes, irritabilities we talked about, and your overall level of happiness. Now, I just mentioned stress. Stress for us, as we find, is the number one imbalancer of hormones, and you can have your hormones balanced nicely, everything's going along, and, and a stressful situation will happen in life, and it can disrupt those hormones very, very quickly. And even worse, if you're suffering from long-term low-grade or high-grade stress levels, those elevated cortisol levels can really disrupt your hormonal balance. And it's, it's actually a quirk of nature that the, your sex hormone production goes down and your fertility goes down when you're stressed. And that goes right back to the days of hunter and gather and, and whenever our body went into a stressful situation, life situation, whether it be famine or whatever it is, the body naturally reduces its fertility and sex hormones when it's in a stressful situation. And that's one of the reasons why now we're seeing higher levels of infertility is because women are chronically stressed. And so if you are suffering from long-term stress or even a short-term stress, be aware of that, that it's going to disrupt your hormones.
The same thing goes for men, actually, when it comes to testosterone, but I'll touch on that in a minute when we talk about men and how you can balance your hormones. So we talked a little bit about diet. The, the big three things I'd like to mention about diet is, particularly for women, is alcohol, sugar, and caffeine are the three big things that will disrupt your hormones, uh, alcohol particularly. And whenever you consume alcohol, your levels of circulating estrogens go up by about 200%. So the reason that happens is because alcohol is a poison and the liver will prioritize detoxing the alcohol and it stops metabolizing your estrogen. So if you're drinking alcohol regularly, that's going to contribute to those mood changes. And actually alcohol in general will is, well, is a predominant cause of depression and uh, emotional conditions. And, and when you've been, had a, several days of drinking heavily, then you will always find that you're uh, more likely to suffer from depression and anxiety after that period. So they're the three big things, sugar, alcohol, and caffeine. The other big thing with diet, as I mentioned before, that you want to actually increase is going more towards a plant-based diet, lots of fiber, lots of unprocessed foods. And the more you can stay away from the supermarket in terms of uh, the middle aisles, as we like to call them, and where you're buying a lot more processed foods and preparing your foods from in a whole state, that will have a big impact on your hormones and overall health and well-being, of course. Uh, we discussed contraception and any sort of hormone therapy. That's one of the big factors that will disrupt your hormonal balance. Another one is sleep, which is really, really important, and that links in with stress. But if you're not sleeping well, then that will certainly disrupt your uh, hormones, it will make you more tired, it will make you more susceptible to that irritability and anger. So be very cognizant of that. One of our earlier podcast issues is all around sleep, actually episode number one, because it's so important. If you're not sleeping well, I would suggest that that's the first place to start because it's such a critical core factor in, in your overall health and well-being, particularly when it comes to hormonal balance. Exercise is a really, really important coping tool it also helps to balance your hormones. But if you're feeling angry and irritable and suffering from mood changes, make that proactive step to get out and exercise. Get out of the house, go for a walk, go for a run, go to the gym, whatever you like to do in exercise, really make sure that you've got regular exercise occurring. And if you're in that situation, be emotionally intelligent and realize, right, I need to go and do something, I need to release stress and exercise is the best thing for that. It may be a yoga class. Um, and I have to say with stress, that stress is accumulative, but so too is relaxation. So it's all these often small stresses in our life that add up to make us feel stressed. It's also on the flip side, all these small things that we do to relax ourselves. So whether it's reading a book, it's just taking time for ourselves, doing a meditation, journaling, yoga, life planning, all these things help to reduce that overall burden of stress and stops one of those causative factors in upsetting your hormonal imbalance. Now for men, a lot of the same things apply, but for men, we really need to focus on building your testosterone levels. Now, the reason our testosterone levels drop, it, it is natural that they will drop as our fertility levels drop, but Men's fertility can go on well into your 70s if you maintain healthy testosterone levels. But 
Unfortunately for men, the things that drop testosterone uh, from our early 20s are stress, it's alcohol, it's a poor diet, and lack of exercise and lack of using our muscles because uh, doing resistance training and weight training, what we often find is men age, they stop doing as much physical activity. And as they say, is you don't use it, you lose it. It's very much a situation for men. So eating well, managing your stress levels, and what we find with men is as they're getting into their 40s, that's a time in life when men get to a certain stage in their careers where they've got more pressures, they've got family commitments, they're, they're at work, they're, they're managing bigger teams, there's a lot more stress at work, so then their coping mechanism is to drink more, they're busier so they can't exercise, and all these things lead to a diminishing testosterone. At the same time, particularly in and around alcohol, your levels of zinc drop, and zinc's such a critical nutrient for men, and why that is, is because zinc stops the conversion of testosterone through into a hormone called dihydrotestosterone. Now that's our bad testosterone that leads to prostate disorders and our body doesn't use dihydrotestosterone as we use testosterone. So your testosterone levels are, are converting down into dihydrotestosterone where they should be being maintained as testosterone for longer. So we can maintain our muscle mass, we can maintain our energy levels, but we can also maintain our mood. So looking at your lifestyle is really important. I would suggest taking a zinc supplement is really important. And there are other different herbal medicines that can help boost testosterone as well. And the one that comes to mind uh, that we like to work with is called withania or ashwagandha. And it's one of the herbs in uh, Happy Calm. And that's a great product for women to keep them calm. But it's also a fabulous product for men to help maintain your testosterone levels, to manage stress levels. So for men, that's a really good product that you could consider taking. And that combination of the zinc, happy calm, and making sure you're eating well, you're exercising, get into doing some regular weight training to build some muscle mass because the more muscle you have, the more testosterone your body will produce to support that. And if you do that, you will find that that gray cloud starts to lift, you'll feel happier, you'll feel more energized, and you'll feel more energetic, and then you can then start to exercise more, and you know, make sure you, you just like women, make sure you find time for yourself, and because often at that time in life, you're doing so many things for everyone else, and it can be a slow um, cascade towards being overweight, hair falling out, losing that muscle mass, and being unhappy, and it's your hormones that are making you often feel that way, so really important that you, I mentioned it in our last podcast, there comes a time in and around the age of 40 to 45 where we need to make that decision. Are we going to look after ourselves and lead a happy, healthy and productive life as we get older? Or are we just going to go down the same track and potentially not look after ourselves, focus on ourselves and if we're not exercising any of the right foods, then you go down more that path where all of a sudden your blood pressure is elevated said you're gaining weight, your cholesterol's up, and then you need to medicate. And unfortunately, with any medication, then it comes side effects, and it becomes a vicious cycle where you're having to rely on those medications for your health, whereas really at the core of our health and well-being is your diet and lifestyle. And that's what we're here for, is to give you the tools 
to learn how to lead a healthy diet and lifestyle. And I call it a wellness lifestyle where you're enjoying yourself and a healthy life, healthy choices become part of your lifestyle and who you are. And you can enjoy to do that and you discover that healthy foods are tasty and exercise is fun. And if you're joining clubs and you adapt your exercise levels to the stage in life that you are, you can lead a really healthy and happy and productive life. But you've got to make that effort. And particularly for men, when we get busy, we don't make that effort. And then it's, it doesn't become, too, it's never too late, but it comes a lot harder when you're carrying an extra 20 pounds or kilos. And it's a lot harder work getting back to that stage that you wanted to be. Whereas when you're in your 20s, if you put a bit of weight on, it's much easier to lose that. So we have all those resources on our website. Again, that's happyhealthyyou.com or .com.au in Australia and New Zealand. You know, get onto the web. We've got a ton of recipes. There's lots of articles. There's an article in there we'll put into the show notes for men about understanding their testosterone levels and why they may be feeling a bit grumpy. We have another article in there for men to understand about women and what's happening in their bodies. So women and men can both read that article and have that open and honest discussion about what's happening because you both, men and women, are suffering from hormonal changes and it's affecting your mood and it's affecting your happiness. And it's very difficult to lead a happy life if your hormones are not doing what they should be doing. So make those proactive steps, have those open discussions with your partner, but also the family as well, is, is talk to kids about this because they're gonna to have to go through it at some point. And if you're, if you're having a, an emotional outburst and change it's okay to talk to kids about that and say listen oh, i'm sorry but my hormones are uh, a little out of whack today so kids are very understanding and if you talk to them about what's happening it will help them when they get to the certain stages in life that they'll remember back and have that open discussion as a family about what's happening and then everyone can buy into that including the men and women and it's common in our communities the women say that you know i can't get my husband to to make these dietary changes. But if you had that discussion and you share these kind of podcasts and information, then it will resonate with men because they know what's, how they're feeling, but they may not understand the mechanisms that's happening in there. So there you go. I hope that will help you to have those conversations, help you to make, start to make those proactive changes. And if you like the episode, please subscribe to the podcast, share it with your family and friends. That's how we become popular and we disseminate this information and I look forward to chatting to you in our next episode of the Happy Healthy You podcast. Mm-hmm.